BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. Hey, gang, I am so looking forward to this next conversation for not the least of which reason is that I have not said Ramona Clef, Ramona Clef, since I last chatted with Joe Klein. I probably mispronounced it then, too. Joe Klein writes the Sanity Clause newsletter on Substack. Remember, he's the author of seven books, including Primary Colors. That was the Ramona Clef portraying Bill Clinton's 1992 presidential campaign. Do you remember he initially wrote it under the byline Anonymous? Joe Klein caught my eye recently because of a piece titled The Trials of Trump. It begins this way. One of my enduring dreams is to see Donald Trump behind bars. Orange should be the new orange. After all, he did try to overthrow the U.S. government. It is also very satisfying to think of Trump broke and desperate, like having to sell sneakers or something. And I do think he should have to pony up the millions that he owes for the defamation of E. Jean Carroll. He was the cause of her pain. And I do hope at some point he will be held responsible financially for the pain inflicted on the families of the Capitol Police officers on January 6th. That would be justice. There's a but coming, and this is Joe Klein to explain. Joe, how do you say Ramona Clef? Actually, it's Romana Clef. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ramon, man, it has been... The Ramones yeah. were a rock band. Right, <laughs> I remember. I remember. Roman is... A roman is a novel. <laughs> may I? May I say novel, I? Uh, I, I so means nav- uh, I so appreciate you. Means novel with a key. It's great to have you back. I loved. I mean, just just even hearing your name and reading the piece. I have such fond memories of that book and and the movie and and I remember the who wrote it who wrote it oh my god it's Joe Klein fun stuff and I still appreciate all your work that's what I wanted to say at the outset. Well, well, thank thanks, Michael. I mean, those were it is. Let's see, it's almost it, it's coming up on twenty seven or twenty eight years since I wrote that, and uh, those were. Those times seem to be so naughty, but they're so simple. They're so innocent compared to what we're going through now. I mean, who would have ever thunk this? It's who so have true. Ever thunk that 48 percent of Republicans don't want to help Ukraine, um, you know, achieve freedom. Right. Well, I was thinking on a different level. I was thinking like in the age of the blue dress, I remember our thinking it can't get any nuttier than this. And oh, my God, that was nothing. Right. It's 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 in. Oh, yeah. it, we would never have believed what was coming. 
no. I mean, uh, and, and it seems to be a global phenomenon. I mean, you know, Trump is a part of a movement of international thugs. You know, you have Putin uh, who assassinated his rival this week. You have Orban in Hungary. You have Bibi Netanyahu um, who really uh, bludgeoned Gaza. I was hoping for a more, you know, I've been a lifelong supporter of Israel, and Israel had every right to respond after October 7th. But this was a bludgeoning. I was hoping for something a little bit more surgical, and I still hope for a two-state solution. So I've got okay. opinions about a whole lot of things. Okay, so Joe Klein, Joe Klein makes clear at the outset that he puts Trump in a league with Orban, with Putin, and now with Bibi. And I wanted deliberately to read from the piece that you published from Substack where you want to see him in an orange jumpsuit. But now let's get to the but, and the but has to do with the $355 million verdict against him in that New York civil fraud case. That gives you pause. How come? Well, I think that uh, it, if, if his name weren't Donald Trump, the case wouldn't have been brought. Uh, you know, no one suffered as a result of the loans uh, that he got from Deutsche Bank, uh, uh, you know, to fund his empire. Uh, you know, loans that he got by faking, uh, by being a fraud. But, of course, in New York, everybody knows Donald Trump is a fraud. Uh, in this case, it was on Deutsche Bank. Uh, to do the vetting, and uh, and and they deemed the loans to be solid, and they were paid off, which I got to tell you is a very rare thing in the history of Donald Trump, because <laughs> he was known for stiffing poor subcontractors, the people who put the rugs in his casinos and things like that, and uh, and lawyers in New York. Uh, you know, had a secret Trump premium when they represented him. They would charge him like 25 percent more than they charge other clients because they knew he'd stiff them. And this is one of the rare cases where he didn't do that. And what I'm worried about here is that over the course of the past year, every time that Democrats have brought a suit against the guy, his popularity has increased. And, uh, and there's another factor in this that is really kind of sad and unsavory. But in many of these cases, you have black prosecutors, which plays into the prejudices of Trump supporters. Uh, I think that there's a case to be made against the guy. I mean, he did try to overthrow the government. That case is the Jack Smith January 6th case in federal court in Washington. All the rest of this stuff is... You know, it's uh, it, it, it's uh, it's noise. It's uh, litigious noise. And this is Joe. By the way, that's one of the great weaknesses of the Democratic Party is that they have this incredible love of litigation, uh, in part because it's the party of lawyers. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Smirconish program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. This is Joe Klein. He writes the Sanity Clause newsletter on Substack, best known for his book, Primary Colors. He's the author of seven different books. Something you said a moment ago, I had a flashback to Michael Bloomberg in the 2016 Democratic National Convention when he spoke against Donald Trump. And I think the line was, I'm a New Yorker and we know a con when we see one. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody in New York, you know, I I did some reporting in the 1980s about the New York real estate community um, because, you know, the developers were a bunch of buccaneers. I mean, they were wild ass people. And uh, the general opinion about Trump back then was that he was a fraud. He was a phony. Um, He made a lot of money by franchising his name. Uh, his genius was for publicity, not for building things. And uh, his genius remains for publicity. And I think that uh, the point is that the Democrats have given him a lot of free publicity for cases that really shouldn't have been been brought. Although I do believe the guy belongs behind bars. Joe, you have said in the piece, and I have said here and on television as well, that 
the most perilous case for Trump, in my opinion, and I think that of Joe Klein, is the January 6th Jack Smith federal interference case, the case that's pending before Judge Chutkin. As things stand at this moment in time, it seems like the Alvin Bragg Stormy Daniels case is the one that's going to get to trial sooner. I remember opining when that case was first filed and it was the first of the criminal indictments and we thought that there might be more indictments coming. I said at the time that I thought it would poison the water insofar as it would it would give an impression to people of of the Trump cases generally. And I think that has now been you know proven correct meaning that if he goes to trial in that case you're going to be you're going to have a lot of people say wait a minute he was investigated by all these different entities spent so much money looking at him and this is all they you know it's like peggy lee is that all there is it's it's the porn star payoff case right well you know michael as usual uh you were being prescient um which is one of the reasons why I love you. Also, the other reason why I love you is because of your moderation and your essential sanity. Um, but in, in, uh, in, in this case, uh, is that all there is? It's, it, it, and it is poisoning the well. Uh, and we really should keep our eyes on the prize. The interesting thing about the Jack Smith case in, in Washington is that he didn't go after Trump for inciting the mob on January 6th. Um, That was a a kind of muddy uh, case. You know, Trump always leavens his his ugliness with uh, go peacefully, but go storm the (laughs) the Capitol. Right. Right. Yeah. There's always a footnote. Yeah. Jack Smith limited this to the conspiracy to to overturn the election returns in, the, in, in several states uh, by putting in slates of fake electors, uh, a clear attempt to overturn the Constitution of the United States. Smith has limited it to that, has focused on that, and that is what we should be focused on. We in the media, you know, should not be paying very much attention to Al, Alvin Bragg, uh, although I guess we have to. You know, that, that's an interesting question. Here I am interviewing myself. Um, you know, how do we handle Trump? Uh, there's so much. Um, and he's always like within one yard line of being out of bounds um, on the out of bounds side. That was always the case in New York. And he thinks 4000 lawsuits the guy has been part of. I mean, it's insane. It's incredible. And yet somehow he always skates. And well, Joe, that is Joe, because he's very clever about it. To your point of like, how do you handle the guy? I would point out that relative to the 355 civil fraud million dollar civil fraud case, Letitia James told ABC uh, yesterday that she won't hesitate to seize his assets if he doesn't have the money to pay off the judgment. He's got to pony up a lot of dough during the appellate process. And I could see that boomeranging to his benefit where all of a sudden he's perceived now as being the victim and the January 6th case is just going to get thrown into the public perception bin with Stormy Daniels and with the so-called civil fraud case. You get the final word, like give me a big picture perspective on all of this. Well, you know, there, there are two important things here. One is if Letitia James goes and seizes his property, and then the appeals court finds against this ruling. 
um, it's going to be wonderful for Trump. I mean, just think, he loses his buildings, and then he's found innocent by the appeals court, or at least not as culpable. That's a big deal. The other thing is that only 25% of the American public actually understand what this guy has been charged with. It's just too much to process, and uh, it's going to work to his advantage. I need to see the polling data on that because I think I think you're high at 25 percent. I really do. Ramona, the NBC poll a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? OK. All right. I'm going to pull it. Um, Ramona Clef. Ramona Clef. <laughs> hey, Mike. Good to talk to you again. Thank you, Joe. Joe, I remember I remember, you know, I've always been such a fan of your work. And I, I remember then bumping into you in Midtown like years ago. And you could not have been more gracious and and nice. And it's just nice. It's nice to have you back. And I hope you'll come back to the program. So thank you for that. I'd be happy to, Michael. And keep on trucking. Thank you, sir. You too. Joe Klein, ladies and gentlemen. Can I add a footnote to, to this conversation that I'm having with him? Uh, two things, actually. One is a, a very uh, significant story in USA Today today by Bart Jansen. We link to it. Uh, was Trump's New York fraud case a victimless crime? A lot of good analysis. And then in the Wall Street Journal today, Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush is back weighing in on a matter of public concern, along with a gentleman named Joe Lonsdale. Let me just see, who is he? Who is he? He is the founder of Planeteer and managing partner of 8VC. I I guess he's a, a business titan. And it's Jeb Bush and Joe Lonsdale uh, for different reasons, but coming down on the same side as, as Joe Klein. And, and look, there's no love lost between Jeb Bush and Donald Trump. And I mean, it's similar to Klein. Klein wants to see, Joe Klein wants to see Donald Trump in a jumpsuit. And you know that Jeb Bush, right? Um, you know, what What was it? What did he say about Jeb? Lazy? Not lazy. Jesus, TC, I have a mental block. Help me. What did he say about Jeb? Slow, Something. lazy. Jesus, you forget too? Uh, Something low energy, no, low, energy low, low energy, energy, low energy, low <laughs> energy. Okay. Uh, I simply wanted to make the point that, that like these guys don't like each other. And yet Jeb Bush co-authors a piece in the Wall Street Journal today saying that the $350 million judgment against Trump is wrong. Quote, the unusual New York law Ms. James used to investigate and sue Mr. Trump didn't require her to prove that he had intended to defraud anyone or even that anyone lost money. The Associated Press, I'm going to underscore what I'm reading to you now. The Associated Press found that of the 12 cases brought under that law since its adoption in 1956, in which significant penalties were imposed, the case against Mr. Trump was the only instance without an alleged victim or financial loss. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. 
you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. I quoted the uh, the USA Today piece by Bart Jansen on exactly this issue. Were there victims? And here's what Jansen writes. Building on Trump's claim of no victims in the case, legal experts anticipate the appeal to focus on why the attorney general's office pursued the case. And then there's a quote from Alexander Reinert. Professor of Litigation and Advocacy at the Cardozo Law School, director of the Center for Rights and Justice. It seems clear that Mr. Trump's lawyers will argue that the attorney general and the court overstepped here because there were no clear victims in the case. I think the AG will respond that the law does not require that she demonstrate specific victims. But even if showing a victim were necessary here, the banks were victims Because had they known the true value of Mr. Trump's assets, they would have been able to charge a higher interest rate on their loans. That's it in a nutshell. Jim Wheaton is a clinical associate professor at William & Mary Law School, said Judge Ngoran seemed careful, acting as a fact finder and describing specific expert witnesses to justify his findings so he doesn't expect an appeal challenging the facts of the case. Wheaton expects Trump to dispute that the statute arguing that James doesn't have authority to sue or the state isn't entitled to the money. Jermaine, the Syracuse professor, said the government did a good job of showing Trump inflated the value of his properties, but noted that sophisticated financial institutions didn't require a third-party appraisal like they do for a typical mortgage on a home. There are no cases like it, said this professor. Another 
Zotterer said he doesn't expect arguments challenging the law to get any traction because the statute dates to 1956 and has been well established. Trump might have some luck challenging the calculations that the judge made to determine the amount of the damages. Quote, it is well settled that the attorney general doesn't have to establish damage to anybody in particular, but rather it's to enforce honest business in the state. The theory of ill-gotten gains is solid. Whether or not you could challenge the numbers that were calculated, in theory, the numbers that it was disputed, whether really gained, and that's something the court should look at. Greetings to you, Liz. You are in the villages in Florida. Thinking what after you heard Joe Klein? Yeah, hi, Michael. They, they call- hi. Uh, no, no victims. Uh, for instance, say a guy uh, robs a bank and they get the money back and he says, well, nobody was hurt. Do you think they're going to let him go? I don't think so. Same no, idea. I, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Finish. No, that's OK. And the same thing with the lower interest rate. Um, the stockholders probably. But can I can I ask this question? Did just I. I want to play along with the analogy. Did Trump rob the bank? If if Trump made yes. all of his payments and the bank was paid in full, did he really rob it? Yes. Yes, he actually did. The guy, let's say the, the guy goes in with a gun, robs a bank, they catch him, they, he gets, they get the money back. Same idea. Exactly the same idea. Yeah. Then they put the guy in jail. So, now, okay, wait a minute. Now, who's, who is piping in from the driver's seat? <laughs> my husband we're in the car <laughs> hmm. i see and and where where might you be where might you be going in the villages today what does that afternoon look like well actually we're leaving uh uh jensen beach uh and, fly, and driving home we were visiting with the friends so uh we're right. on route good for you good for yeah you. beautiful day Nice. Enjoy it, Liz. Thank you very much. TC, I know what you're thinking. It's just Liz and her husband. They're in the villages. They're not involved in any of the shenanigans in the villages that you keep reading about. There's no upside down pineapples or little pom poms on the golf carts because that's that's what I want to know about. All right. That's all I want to know. Thank you. By the way, I think if you put together a lot of people of any age group in, in like, you know, the same community, you're going to be able to get statistics like that. So you're thinking it's like uh, um, like running a campaign or like summer camp? I don't know. I don't. To the contrary, I don't I don't I don't know that I buy the data. I don't know that there's a lot of tomfoolery taking place at the villages, although I'd like to go there and speak and find out. Oh, is that what you're going to do? You're going to, quote, speak and find out. <laughs> well, it'll be a fact finding mission. I'll, I'll, I'll be a little, you know, like Margaret Mead. I'll be down there, you know, sussing it all out. No, What's going on? There was a talk, a documentary on it that was definitely like there was there was stuff happening. Yes. Well, net, net, Netflix has yet to recommend it to me. They're net they're recommending everything else to me, but they have yet to recommend that to me. <laughs> I'll uh, send it I, along. I spoke I spoke at one of those. It was a village like community in Florida. I think it was a year ago, maybe two years ago. Huge audience, wonderful people. I'm embarrassed that I don't remember, but a totally self-contained uh, community, and it was it was wonderful. And they had a, they had a very effective speaker series, and people were were engaged in the pro. It was great. It was a really wonderful. That was experience. like in Boca or something, wasn't it? Yeah, was I remember it? that. That's right. It was yeah. Del Boca Vista. Now I remember. Exactly. Now I remember. <laughs> uh, Steve, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Greetings. What are you thinking today? 
Well, I think you and uh, Mr. Klein were dead on, which uh, causes me great trepidation, unfortunately, because... (laughs) (sighs) And uh, I'm here in South Carolina where you know what's happening on Saturday. Yep. And boy, oh boy, have we been deluged by Trump and Haley's spots, and I am afraid it's going to be a Trump coronation, and we're going to lose any alternative that we might have. Well, she says, I mean, do you accept her and her word, uh, Governor Haley, that no matter what happens on Saturday, she's in this thing till the end? I do. And I certainly hope she's up for it and she's good for it because I'm one of those, what, 70 percent of Americans that do not want to see a Trump-Biden rematch. Well, we have a story. We have a story today in the newsletter. Thank you for that, Steve. We have a story in the newsletter today saying that a majority of Americans think both of them are unfit. Each of them unfit for different reasons. Um, I take Nikki Haley at her word that she's going to stay in even if she loses by the the anticipated 30-plus points in her native state, two-time governor, and he beats her there? The pressure will go up. But the play that she's making here is not that she overtakes Trump with a delegate count. It's that she is establishing a block of delegates so that if a shoe drops, if something big happens to Trump by virtue of a... And and I remind you, even if he's tried by Alvin Bragg and convicted, even if he's tried in the federal court in D.C. for the January 6th case, the federal interference case, neither of those knock him off a ballot. He will not be knocked off a ballot. So she is she is premising staying in the race on the fact that if he were convicted, it would nevertheless cause a rethinking by Republicans at the time of the convention. And she's standing there with X number of delegates, a larger block than anybody whose name isn't Trump. That's her play. Is that going to be enough? I don't know. I don't know. Because I I have to believe that a Ron DeSantis of Avake Ramaswamy, maybe even individuals who did not run, would want to put themselves right in the thick of that. And and, And the MAGA crowd that she's so alienating will never come around to her. I cannot imagine a hardened Trump voter who can't vote for Trump in a a delegate scenario, nevertheless says, well, okay, I'll go with Haley now. I don't think so. I think they'd rather have Trump light. And she's not Trump light. DeSantis is Trump light. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country. 
including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.